And welcome back to Lois and Clark, the new adventure. No, and welcome. It looks like we're starting Lois and Clark is our jam. We're talking about Terry Dean and Superman. We'll cover it all. At least we'll do what we can. And now it's time for the show. Welcome to the second episode of Lois and Clark, the new podcast of Superman. I'm Matt Truex. And I'm Ryan Albertson. And we're back talking about uh, 102, a strange visitor from, from a strange planet. From another planet. From really, a have, you, have, you, have you never heard the old Superman like radio intro? No, I haven't heard it. No. Like a strange visitor from another planet who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild mannered reporter no, for I a never, great metropolitan newspaper, listened, really? I never listened to the radio. I kind of missed, like, I. I, I think I missed that era. Well, it wasn't just I. Doing it that. either started on the radio or it started in the Fleischer Superman cartoons, which okay. were like um, serials cartoons right, right. in the thirties. This is like the first iteration of Superman cartoons, Fleischer, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, oh, fuck, we should do those a day too. That would be fun. I have those all on deep. They're, they're awesome really to look good. at. Yeah, okay. really good. And they're like like nine minutes long, oh, if awesome. I remember correctly. Like, I'm all, I'm they're not I'm bad. I'm into it. Um, but yeah, so they did that, I think in that, in the radio series, and then in the George Reeves, the old black and white, and then color show. Okay. Right, so it, that's where you're like, faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than locomotive, that look, stuff, up in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. That stuff I know. Yeah, so and that's where all that strange, comes from. Strange whole, visitor from a... From another planet. Another planet. Yes. So right away, they're doing references in this episode. And yeah. I think that's the only one we're going to get. Uh, yeah. But this is the, you know, episode two. Uh, it originally aired September 26th, 1993. Written by uh, Bryce Zabel. Bryce Zabel. Going to go with that. And Randall Zisk. Um, Randall Zisk, uh, executive producer. He winds up directing a bunch more. He stays with the show as EP for three years, too. Um, and then Bryce Zabel... Uh, writes a few more of the season, and then it looks like... So he was probably left. staffed. And yeah, he, moved he on. she, Bryce? I don't know. Okay, real quick, Matt from the future here. Uh, Bryce Zabel, just to clarify, is 100% a guy, and he is actually the first writer that we have an interview, uh, which will be in episode three, uh, coming out very soon. Okay. So keep an eye out for that. But for now, take it away, Matt from the past. So I was looking up information on this episode today before we get into it and i found out that this i was, was doing that i i me too i totally really oh yeah, yeah i totally did, did that totally doing your research here that's okay yeah, my it's research good. Uh, only brought me to some big season one spoilers which i'm real yeah. happy about which i will not disclose for our listeners yeah sake. you know stuff it's it's it, it's fine. it's fine but um interesting thing about this episode and you'll be interested in this because i know you like production stuff this was produced as episode 103 oh, okay. so for whatever reason it got flipped was and uh the 103 used or was the 102, 102 is now 103 to, okay i don't know why the, the only thing i can think of is that either the network or the studio at some point they decided you know what we should get this whole krypton stuff or start dealing with it quicker, yeah because this you know this is kind of Gives us the origin story of a bit Clark Kent, not really Superman. Uh, At least it gives him solid grounding of like I'm an alien. Yeah, yeah. Which, which despite he, the pilot, where like everybody instantly assumes he is, yeah, he's never actually Did they known assume that. He was in the pilot? I yeah, that. at the end of it, and I was thinking because I didn't remember this episode verbatim, but as I was watching the pilot for this, I was yeah. like, huh, yeah, I, mean, I don't think he knows that. Maybe that's in. why they switched them. They were kind of covering their tracks. Yeah, if maybe talking, if they were already like he's an alien. Yeah, and like. Why does anybody know he's an alien? Let's address it right away. Discovered that somehow. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, which which I could see happening. Um, but yeah, so uh, uh, well, let's get into the episode. Yeah, that let's sounds do all it. right. So it starts off in the Daily Planet. No Superman to be seen, but Clark and, and Lois are doing their thing. He's writing a story about adoption. Adoption. Hitting so. it right on the head, mm-hmm. and she says a line about no new stories, just new angles, which felt very like. His Girl Friday, very, you know... Yeah, yeah. 30s movie, I, I liked that. Some bracket. Yeah, a little going bit. Going on. Uh, um, she... So, did I mishear this, or or did I catch that she was adopted? 
No, she's not adopted. All right, she's just I've covered this story. She before. yeah, I've done it before. Uh, yeah, okay. and then she reads his his take on it, which is more about like I forget like uh, whether <laughs> I forget, but she was excited about it, or and at it least was, gave him it was a new angle. To yeah, me. okay, at least gave him kudos for got it. Some, got some lowest cred. Yeah, exactly, which is which is important. Um, and then we find out that Jimmy really really wants to date. Lucy Lane. Yeah. Lois's based, live-in based sister. Based on a photo? I guess. Having I seen a photo, he's yeah. decided. He was looking at that photo pretty close. We need to date pretty hard and fast and for a, a long night. Yeah, at, at, <laughs> least, at least for a ten minute span. Yeah. Um, but then, shit hits the fan. Bureau 39 shows up. Immediately. Yeah, yeah. which I liked. I, I didn't remember that happening. And then Bobo Alec Baldwin comes in. And says, we need to know everything you have about Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then the, the next scene, you know, Lois and Clark are being held. And I think we get the first instance of superpowers in this episode, which is super breath or super ball the hovering. Super, super ball hovering. Or, yeah, like, that. this is when he blows on the uh, lie detector. Uh, even before, like, when they're being held, uh-huh. he's just, like, throwing paper balls into a basket. Mm-hmm. And at some point, he's either blowing... Or sucking air. I don't know. I don't understand the physics of it. But it's like the ball is like hovering over the trash bin. And then she turns around and he lets it drop. Yeah, exactly. You know, for getting so much flack about using his powers from his parents all the time... He seems a little lackadaisical with when and where he's he going to be get, using them. I don't know <laughs> that he gets flack from these parents. I think they trust him with his powers. Yeah, a lot. I, I felt like in the pilot a lot of the... Discussion was like, are you? You better be careful stopping buses. Yeah, yeah. In front of okay, that's stuff. fair. But it's not like it's already. We're getting into this. It's not Man of Steel levels. Like, no, let the kids die. Like, don't show your powers, asshole. Yeah, yeah. You it's know? not. It's not that. But it's more. I feel like. I honestly feel like for them, it's more like, oh, just please don't get caught because then it's gonna be a whole thing. You know? Yeah. Like, which yeah, true. I guess it's the Still, same thing. Still, show a little restraint, buddy. Yeah. I'm concerned about you. <laughs> also, really quick, before we get into the lie detector, Lois mentions on her computer she has a novel. Yeah. Some sort of novel that we're not sure what kind of novel it is just yet. I mean, we find out not later yet. in the episode. Later on. And that we're ties gonna... into her little... She has an interesting arc that kind of starts in the previous episode, too, about her... You know, you mentioned this in the last episode. Um, you know, she goes home at night and watches uh romance movies and cries herself to sleep falls apart there's there's something uh something there and i think you know they're doing a nice job of slowly pushing that uh train of thought forward showing like like the the chinks in her armor basically Mm -hmm. because otherwise she's so infallible out there and and getting it done which i love about lois Mm -hmm. but um yeah Yeah, this is her flaw though and it's cool it's cool to to see that very clearly the crazy thing is this show is not perfect with continuity there's going to be storylines that get dropped along the way that you just had to live with this novel is going to come back in a real big real weird way oh i'm excited so you have like another two seasons to wait for that <laughs> okay. but when it does you'll be like holy shit the novel from 102 like that it's awesome. it's okay. kind of crazy how it happens <laughs> i'll look forward to that. Um, which i totally forgot about but like before we even decided to do this podcast i was re-watching a few episodes and that came up and i'm like Oh my god, it's the damn dog. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. It's funny. Um, but anyway, so Lois goes in. She She's a regular old Lois self with the lie detector. Um, she, yeah. She's so snarky sometimes. Yes. Yeah. I just remember being very snarky and kind of like, what? I don't know. Is your name Lois Lane? That's what my byline says. Yeah, like. Yes. That His Girl Friday. Uh, yeah. Screwball, screwball stuff coming back around a little bit. It's awesome. And then Clark goes in and freaks out, basically. Yes. <laughs> I, love, I love that they immediately assume the lie detector's broken. Um, uh, he is freaking out. Oh, jeez. Yeah, he, once he's again, scared a little bit. He's just using his powers in front of a bunch of people. True. He's just like, I'm just going to float right now. I don't know why he floated. Do you think, well, I mean, I didn't think of this, but you did just say, you know, he's losing his shit. So maybe he's so nervous that he's kind of like, oh, God. It almost looked like he was straining his head, though, and he was like, what are you writing? Oh, maybe. When, oh, motherfucker, could have just used his x-ray vision 
Yeah, gotten that done. Look through the machine. Um, I have a theory. Okay, quick future apology again to Bryce for this theory that's about to come out. I actually don't believe in it anymore because now I know how huge a Superman fan he is, and especially fan of the comics. And uh, this is a man who knows Superman's powers and how he uses them. But I'm keeping the theory in here because uh, a I think it's an interesting theory, and b it'd be way too hard to cut out. So enjoy. I have a theory that the writer of this episode. Uh, Bryce, if you're listening, let us know. Um, didn't remember that Superman has X-ray vision, except mm-hmm. for when he he does X-ray the Smallville file in the briefcase. Yeah, that eventually, but it's remembered. I have I have more evidence to my theory that we'll get to okay, later okay. on. Um, um, but yeah, so it, it, you know, they don't get what they need. The Bureau Thirty Nine guys don't get what they need. They leave because they said the perimeter has been breached or something, which I assumed was actual government people showed up. And found out that there's fake government people were here, sure. and they had to, you know, split. I'm a little more cynical than you, and uh, I like that you filled in the gaps. I prefer not to fill in gaps. Oh. So I was kind of like, eh, that's come on, do better. Ryan <laughs> Gappy Alderson. Here I, here I am. I called you Alderson. Alderson is not my name. Albertson. Albertson. I'm going to do um, jaw exercises before we do our next podcast. It's not a bad idea. Unique vocal New York. warm-ups. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's going to be nice. Might be necessary. Um, anyway, Bureau 39 splits, and the Chief's like, hey, you guys, you got to be safe. You, you probably can't go home tonight. What are you going to do? And then Clark gets kidnapped by Cat. Yeah, which ended up a lot more pleasant than I expected. For me, not necessarily for Clark. I enjoyed I enjoyed the scene more than I remember enjoying yeah. it. Her version of uh, Girl from Back Home, yes. you know, was, uh, I thought, much more attractive than totally. the, the girl she tends oh, to, to just like the, be on the show. The sweats wearing. Yeah, I was like, that's, yeah, I just want someone to watch TV with me and stuff. And, and look like drink that. Pinot Noir with me. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I don't had, know about wine. She but. had a wonderful Pinot chilling, I believe. Yeah. yeah. But when she first says, like, little piece of home, she takes out a piece, like, a a blouse or whatever the fuck, that's cheetah print, and, like, holds it up to her, and, like, considers it for a second, and I'm just like, woman, what'd you just say? Yeah, she's... Little piece of home. Well, maybe in the... There's no cheetahs in Smallville. Maybe in Kansas, there's... Wild wild cheetahs, cheetahs. just everywhere. Not even mountain cats. She doesn't know she's from Metropolis. We don't even... She doesn't even know where her own city... What state her own city is in. Nobody knows. Delaware, (laughs) New York? No. Who who knows? It'll change. Um, Um, Also, on the the front of Lois and Clark going to different houses and finding beautiful people, Lois's sister is hot. She's pretty attractive. I found her very attractive in this. It might just because... Like Jimmy was Jimmy so was into her, and I was I'm like, so oh, into, "I'm so into Lois personally that oh, like, totally. I cannot be distracted. Like I'm, I'm, I'm I got my eyes on her. Yeah, you know? Terry, Terry Hatcher, Hatcher, especially first season. Terry, Terry Hatcher, Hatcher, if you're listening, oh, she was beautiful. But uh, yeah, I, I found myself very attracted to. Hold on, Elizabeth Baronetti's. Elizabeth Baronetti's. That's who the plays Lucy. Yeah, she, she's not an, an unattractive woman. No, I just I, I thought she was. I don't know. I, I found her yeah. striking. In that. <laughs> I love. I don't know. I don't. Know, I might be jumping ahead a little bit, but the scene where uh, Jimmy goes to like get Lois, and she just lets him in, and she's working out. Oh yeah! After like, Lois specifically gave her the whole like, yeah. don't talk to anybody, don't let anybody in. You know. Yeah, which uh, like I got that as kind of a bit, but like I was frustrated that it didn't go further, and she didn't actually get flack from Lois eventually from that in some way. Anyway, that's but like I I like that scene too because again it's. The minute she gets home, it's not like she's crying in bed in this episode, but she's hectic. She's got mail in her mouth. Yeah. She's she's freaking out. She's she's trying to get all her shit together and yeah. go back to the planet, presumably. And then she gets the call, and uh, Lois' sister tells her some southern guy with a real attitude says, "Turn on your beeper. You're fired," <laughs> which I really like too. Which is just like already these characters were very strong. Yeah. To me. Yeah. And, and, you know, obviously I've seen the show. I've lived with these characters before. I was impressed to see, like, Southern guy with a real attitude. I'm like, yep, that's fucking Perry. Yeah, right? You know, Perry. like, that's the guy. Yeah, I, I, I picked up on that. The characterization in the show is phenomenal. Yeah, I, I thought so, too. So. I, I still think the only one of the main cast right now that gets shortchanged is Cat. 
Yeah. Because yeah. she's just playing, I mean, she's we've playing, talked about this, yeah. she's just playing a stereotype. Yeah, and that's no, not, not yeah. fun. To the point where she's putting up the jungle music and yeah. talking sexy into the phone. Yeah, and even... Clark's her, giving like an, oh, shucks, cat. why'd you do that right. performance? And her dressing uh, in sweatpants is ultimately just like a strategy to get oh, yeah. into bed with him. It's which, all about plowing yeah. for cat. Which... <laughs> That made a like farm connection to me in my head, and it just was like, oh, good one. But I realized it was all in my head. That's totally what I meant. Good. I'll take credit for it. What is that called? Is that just a pun? Pulling a plow? No. Oh yeah. Farm boy. Yeah. Look. Look forward to more accidental puns here on Lois and Clark, the new podcast of Superman. I said our title right. That's impressive. We really only just decided on the title, so it doesn't. doesn't roll off the tongue. What? Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> um, meanwhile, back at the planet, turns out the warrant that the guys gave, the government guys gave, was as phony legit. as a lock of Elvis's hair in a Memphis gift shop. Which I assume, you know, you're getting, maybe 10% of the time you're getting an actual lock of his hair. So, pretty phony. Know. You think 10? That seems high. I mean, you can grow human hair. How much hair did he have when he died? Probably a lot. Yeah, probably and a I, lot. And I feel like he was probably a guy who shaves his body, and they were probably collecting that. Oh, that's interesting, too. Yeah, anyway, but I digress. It was pretty phony, Yeah. ultimately. Uh, pretty, pretty phony. And right away here, you don't know this. The Chief's going to be talking about Elvis till the day the show is dead. Okay. He so, seems like, like an Elvis man. I buy Yeah, him. he's an Elvis guy all the way. And again, like... These characters really don't take long to bake. Like, they're there. I don't. Mean, I don't know if there's any Elvis in the pilot. No, there wasn't. There wasn't much about Perry in the pilot other than he was like had a stress issue. Right. So he was eating the leaves and all yeah, that shit. Yeah. But I mean, we get the first kind of bit of you know he's he's kind of playing a paternal role. Totally. Um. In. In the show, and, and that starts in this episode. There are devoted storylines to Perry and Jimmy later on that are just about getting Jimmy's dick wet. Oh, jeez. That's all that's, it is. That's hilarious. Which is funny. But but here he kind of does it too. Like later on when he's um, when he's talking to Clark and doing the whole thing about the colonel and Elvis almost getting married and all that. And, you know, if you want to be the king, you better listen to the colonel. Yeah. Which is actually a line from the show that I remember as a kid. <laughs> Not knowing who the fuck the colonel was, but, you know, like, it was funny. Poor Clark. No one believes him that he didn't do anything. That he didn't do anything with Cat. Jungle music. That blind anybody, really. Yeah, anytime I hear jungle music, I know what's happening. (laughs) Pretty clear. This is uh, to Lois and Clark start uh, writing their story together, or, like, presumably writing up what they know so far. And we find out that Clark's kind of a grammar Nazi. Right. <laughs> Which I like because, like, of course he was the kid that reread the grammar book over and over because it took him two seconds, yeah, you know? It's not a problem. <laughs> and, and, and again, that's almost to a reference. I don't know if you remember it in the old Superman movies. And they did it a bit in Superman Returns, too, but like Lois, uh, you know, always very headstrong, full of herself, but always like, how many A's and. Agent, oh, you know, like no. whatever, like no idea how to spell. That was an ongoing thing uh, well, in the old that, that's uh, with a Marco nice Kidder. Callback, a yeah, I, it was a moment where I went, "Oh, are they trying to keep that alive?" Because that's that's nice. kind of cool, you know. Well, I liked it. It gives me a little confidence in the writers. It's nice work. Um, but now they go. They visit the first government guy that we see in this episode, or like actual government guy, mm-hmm. who is Agent Thompson. Thompson, right? The the thin the thin white hair guy. Thin white hair guy. Yeah. He, uh, they go to interview him about Superman. He turns it around on them. Mm-hmm. I liked that scene. It was it was a it was a cool uh, kind of power grab. You know, he works for the secret society. He wants to take control of the situation, so he does it by just like killing their lead. Yeah. For them, um, you know, and he was an interesting character, although short lived. <laughs> Very. This is also. Um, Superpower alert. This is the first time in the episode and only time that we see Clark do the x-ray vision and right. we see a small bill. Which we f- find out. Yeah, 66. this begins the, the yes. kind of backstory. Um, so right after that, seeing the Smallville thing, presumably he freaks, freaks out, runs off, becomes Superman and flies away. 
And Lois does her fucking well, job. Well, we have that weird scene that follows this scene, which is actually my like least favorite scene in the whole episode. Which one? They leave that place. Uh-huh. And they're just walking, and he's like, so I gotta go do something. And they, but they're all, it's so chit chatty, and she's like, Oh, well, I'm gonna go do my job, basically, yeah. is what she says. And he's like, Oh, oh he's gonna take a nap, he says. And she's is that like, what he says? He says he's gonna go take a nap. It's just. We should keep track of that, too. Yeah. His, his bullshit excuses. excuses. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I, I get that they want it to be kind of they want him to be giving an excuse for for leaving. It didn't play right for me to see. I agree with you. You know, it was a little off. It felt kind of like just I didn't even need to see that. Just go um, or make it more interesting. Mm-hmm. This know. is to the first time of the show they use the courthouse set at WB, which mm-hmm. is where they're walking out of, which later becomes like the standing Metropolis courthouse. Nice. What not? But they tried to disguise it a little bit here, but. I worked there for a while, so you I saw it. Also, yeah. that is I'm the... Sure that's been used on a lot of different stuff, too. Very classically, it is Gotham's uh, police headquarters in the Adam West series. Oh, cool. Like, the start of every one of those shows, they use the same shot of the Batmobile pulling up. Awesome. Batman and Robin running up the stairs to go see the commissioner. So, like, it's cool. <laughs> Again, there's a lot of history yeah, yeah. there with superhero yeah. stuff, so it's oh, cool well, to see it like that. WB, exactly. doing all the DC stuff for so long. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, so Superman flies home, Lois does her job, follows Trask to, or not Trask, Thompson, I'm getting, I'm getting my government guys confused. There's three of them and it's easy, they're, yeah. They're yeah, I don't even know the third one's name, Trask he's my Thompson. favorite one. Yeah. He was cool. We'll get to the guy that, with the nutcracker. Yeah, don't remember his name. I don't think, yeah, but I liked him. Anyway, Trask kills Thompson, plot happens, um... Then the the really big thing for me in this episode is the Superman story. Yeah. That we get a little taste of, you know, like you said, kind of a first it's building kind of, block of yeah, the origin it's story. The, it's the standard origin, beginning of Superman origin story that you, you usually get in Superman mm-hmm. story, you know. He comes from another planet, he came in this little ship as a baby, and uh, the Kents found him and right. raised him. In this show, they don't do it quite the same, but, like, there's always some moment where, like, Jonathan Kent, or, or one of them, or in this case, just Clark, is pulling the tarp off of something, turns out it's a spaceship underneath, you know? Like, yeah, that's, it happens. that's an important part of yeah. this. And I know, I know you're partial to this series, and mm-hmm. I, I don't intend to uh, be intensely over-analytical or negative. Yes. I didn't find the execution of that story very elegant in this tape. Of the the um the him being from another planet and just the way oh, the tell, way the tell order me what? they kind of laid all that out kind of was odd to me, you know? Like he just he has that Superman crest put onto his suit yes. immediately, never asks why nope. his mom put it on there. Why doesn't he know about that yet? Why why? Yep. Two um, his parents haven't told him how they found him yet. Later, he makes a, a joke about like how they kind of that kind of implied that they had, but this whole thing is about that they didn't. He, I don't remember exactly what he says. Had they not told it? Were they retelling it to him? Had they really not? He he didn't know he was an alien until this episode. Wow, which I, is, I wasn't, which is hmm. super silly to me. Um, that is silly. Well, yeah. or that they never did the like. This is how we found you, son. You yeah. know, like no, and he's they, a grown ass man. They here. haven't. They they even say we almost told you you were adopted, and it was like so you didn't even tell him that. Like, yeah. and he mentions something about it's it's following that adoption line where he's like, well, that how would that have accounted for the uh, when I started lifting cars, and I was like, what? nothing, nothing accounted <laughs> nothing, for lifting. Nothing the makes cars. sense like, for anything. What? Yeah, like what. <laughs> You're a goddamn alien. Nothing yeah. makes sense. And why didn't they tell you then? And why are they telling you now if you were lifting cars? Like, what is yeah. going on? Yeah, well, that, that's what I think. We're branching off to different Superman stuff. I'm sorry. That's what Smallville did so perfectly. We're like, once it got to a point where his powers were unavoidable, yeah. that's when they had the moment of pulling the tarp off and being like, <laughs> Here you're probably we, an alien. We're not sure. We but don't know. This is a spaceship, so. Yeah, yeah. But. It felt, you know what, I really think, I, I, did we discuss this on podcast or before the podcast, um, the <laughs> 103-102 swap. I honestly feel like they were forced to write the origin story in, maybe by a producer, get right, the crypt- rightfully so. I'm sure they wanted to get the Krypton stuff yeah. going, because you have to explain 
Absolutely. this away. It just didn't um, know. It felt so clumsy to me. It really, it, it didn't. It, it does seem to make sense that, like, let's start to let people in on this right away. Because also, at this point, the audience watching this show and watching the pilot may not know much of this. No, absolutely not. Yeah. So, I'm, I mean, it makes sense to expose it now. Yeah. I'm, I'm just concerned. Uh, and also it. just lay the groundwork of, like, where he is in his headspace, where he is in understanding what he is. Yeah. You know. Yeah. All that emotional, the emotional arc of it was great. Like, mm-hmm. that, that stayed consistent. I, I was engaged by that. You know, when he first gets there, we see another, uh, we have another superhero power moment here. The super fast eating power. Oh, I forgot about super fast eating. Yeah. Super binging. That's super right. Super binging, which uh, at first I was like, come on. But now I'm like, yeah, that's similar to reading a book sense. really fast. Yeah. I'll, I'll buy that. Um, this is, I'd like to introduce a new segment, oh, if you don't new mind. Segment, new uh, segment. Get time. ready. So, this is the first installment of a segment I'd like to call, Just Use Your Damn Powers! Just Use Your Damn Powers! So, they're looking for this damn ship, right? And Jonathan's counting from oak trees, like, ten paces north. Just x-ray the fucking ground. I didn't even think of that. Just x-ray the ground. You, you're making your father just walk around the woods. He's an elderly man. He might trip and fall. Just look in the ground. No, but instead he chooses, don't worry, I'll do my drill move. Yeah. And then, (laughs) after the drill move, I'd like to introduce another segment called, Hey, what's that wire doing there, Clark? (laughs) Hey, Clark. Hey, Clark. What's that wire? Which I don't don't fault them from. For. Because this is a show from 93. You have a budget. You have a schedule. Yeah. Who knows what... Who knows... Who knows what monitors they were looking at when they were editing this? And God knows a TV from '93 was not going to pick up those wires. Yeah, I guarantee DVD you did. they probably couldn't see them until yeah. the DVD came exactly. out. Yeah, but it was the first time where I had seen them in this scene, which made me think: Is this the one? What are those he, wires doing there, Clark? Floats up out he's, of the hole. He's out of the hole and like shakes his head and stuff. <laughs> but there are two wires coming off your shoulders. Uh, I didn't catch clearly. those. I totally didn't catch those. So yeah, hopefully. You know, we don't like to pick anything apart. We do it in love. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's I fun think it's to, interesting to nitpick these little though. things yeah. every once in a while. So hopefully we'll have yeah, more. Yeah, and honestly, I feel most, most sincere when I do express the things that I have issues with. Not not yeah. to tear the show down, but, but because, like, I legitimately had issues with them. You, know? you have and a if strong opinion here, on it. Well, you want me to, uh, you want me to sit here and, and fake fake stuff out the whole time? I don't think so. Was that your lowest? I have no idea what that is. <laughs> but I was shaking my head in a weird way. Yeah, it was pretty. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, back in the Daily Planet, they're looking through microfilm, and they see Trask's photo. Right. And they get a name on him. And I must point out once again, another Superman power that I didn't know he had, which is photo enhance power. Yeah. Super sight. Kind, kind of strange how yeah. they chose to, to represent that. Because it's, it's not a zoom in. It's like, it's, it's a, almost it's like... It's a zoom and like a increase... Uh, yeah, like, like minority report, like enhance. Yeah. yeah, it was just enhance. That thing that everyone makes fun of on CI, CSI that's not possible. Exactly. But in this case... Totally fine with it. No, I buy it. It's, it's almost him. the only case in which it's <laughs> kind of legitimate in a way. Because there's a Kryptonian involved, so... Well, I mean, then again, is it, though? Because if a, f- a photo only has so much information in it, and just because his super sight is super good doesn't mean he's going to add pixels Yeah, but still, you look, like, think of a photo comes from that tiny, tiny film. True. It's true. a lot of information on that tiny, tiny film. That's right, that's right, and... Can't you tell that it, we know a lot about this audience? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? This audience is not going to enjoy this discussion. Oh no! I'm just I, I know nothing about film. I just oh, I know, hey, I know it's tiny bit. and I mean, look how film, much the film will will be in really great definition, quote unquote. Even though that's not really how they described it. But it won't present it. But the, as well what, what like won't that? present it is whatever medium it's translated okay. into. You okay. know what I mean? Like if he looked at the film, probably, maybe. Who knows? He should have just looked at the film. I don't know about micro. Should have just sat there holding up to the light. Why not? Would it work? He has really good hearing and really good vision. Anyway, so yeah, so we find out Trask uh, is part of Project Blue Book, which I was super stoked to uh, see in a show from the 90s. Is that a thing? Yeah, Project Blue Book was like, as far as I know, unless it's just very similar to the name of the actual It sounded familiar. I think they referenced it in X-Files once, but I think I just wrote it off as X-Files bullshit. No, it's a a real thing. It's uh, basically, I think Air Force funded, definitely military funded 
a research project on UFOs and UFO sightings, uh, I think that ended in the 60s. Interesting. Um, I think it followed uh, Roswell and a lot of people, quote-unquote people, no, that's not what I meant to put quotes <laughs> Um a lot of conspiracy theorists uh, believe that it, it in itself was just a, a massive cover-up uh, operation, not even that... So the, the, it was a smokescreen from the government exactly. to say, like, look, we're looking we're into totally this. We're totally dealing with But this. these actually aren't the guys who are looking into this. Right, exactly. Interesting. Um, yeah, so that's Project Blue Book, and I, I'm, I'm kind of an alien UFO nerd a, a little bit. Well, that's good, because I didn't know anything about it. Yeah, that. so when I saw that, I was like... Awesome. So I guess in this world, and correct me if you don't know, in this world, I guess the the idea is that Trask and all these guys, Thompson, whatnot, started with Project Blue Book, and then and since then Trask's ideology has brought them to Bureau Thirty Nine. Yeah, I was more under the impression that they spun off into Bureau Thirty Nine. Bureau Thirty Nine maybe became secretive. Uh and then became toxic because of Trask. Yeah, and well, it seems like Trask's thing is a new thing where he's becoming shitty now because Thompson was kind of like, you're out of control, and he's like, yeah, that's true. Your but mom's then out of control. But then, um, third guy whose name we can't remember, right? He was like, he was all about it because he didn't trust Trask from the get. No, that's why he gives them yeah. the card and he does that awesome scene of like yeah. pulling the gun. I think what what's essentially happened is we've come late into that story of. Bureau 39, and where it's the beginning, we're witnessing the middle, early, early, right. or like of even, coup even decay kind. of, of yeah, this. Yeah, the decay is actually yeah. more accurate. Um, which, which I find very interesting. Bureau 39 comes back, but they don't do too much okay. with I was, it. I was hoping to see them since they, the plane gets away and. Yeah, uh, they will be back. I wish that they had done stuff with it later on in the series. Yeah. Because it's an interesting idea of this guy. And it's something that they adopt for Lex Luthor, I feel like, in a lot of later permutations, where it's just like, he's kind of, is it xenophobic? Alienophobic? What is the, Z- that, the I think that would term? Be xenophobic. Where like, he is just like, racist towards aliens, essentially. Right. And thinks Superman is hailing the first of an invasion, and just like, yeah. will have none of it. Which I think is a really interesting angle it's, for it's a, a good. It's, it's, it's a classic alien angle. Yeah. And it's cool. And a good idea to give that that mentality to a villain who has government funding. Yeah. Or at least access to government whatever. It's intense, and it sets up a really good, kind of easily consistent conflict yes. to, to run through with the show. Agreed. Um, yeah, and it, you know, it's cool because the xenophobia, you get like a little bit of that social commentary... Which, you know, I, I appreciate, especially in uh, something kind of generally lighthearted, uh-huh. like a superhero movie. Um, Deal a little bit with the fact that maybe not everybody likes that yeah, there's an alien with god powers here. Absolutely. And harkening back to the two guys who created it, mm-hmm. like... Jerry Siegel, Joe Schuster. Jerry Siegel and Schuster. Um, that, that's what they, that's the kind of thing they were dealing with, xenophobia. So it's, it's that's the classic, true. it's the classic Superman story. That's interesting. I never yeah. thought of that. Yeah. Huh, a lot going on in this episode, actually. I thought yeah. it was just a good little mystery plot, but there's there's some good stuff. I think it comes with the lore of Superman, ultimately. It's yeah, just true. Gonna, it's just going to naturally happen. Yeah. Um, we're getting a little off track, though, aren't we? They've certainly explored it in the comics enough, but yeah, we can sure. get back on track. Yeah. We're getting to the point where uh, they introduce, for the first time, my favorite prop on the show. Now, you will find that props... Wax and wane on this show. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're really cool. Sometimes they look like something out of like Lost in Space, the TV show. <laughs> oh boy! This is the first version of the ship we see. His, you know. But there's m- multiple versions. Um, only so that I would notice. Okay. Really. Okay. Um, I have. I believe you. <laughs> this is the first version of the ship we see. I love it. I believe that this one is a little bit smaller than what we see later on. Because gotcha. later on they go. Oh shit! We have to fit a kid in this. Yeah, this does. So they make sense. it a they make it pretty, not pretty big, but a like little, but big enough. Yeah, like fifty inches long or sixty by okay. my estimation. Okay. Um, estimation, yeah. sure. You know how. But long. this uh, <laughs> you can't fool. I may have checked, um, <laughs> but this is the the first time we see it, and like this ship, I've made clay versions of as a kid. I was obsessed with it. Like if I had the money and the space. There would be a full-sized, you know, opening version of this ship somewhere in this apartment. You should definitely, when you have a kid, if you have a kid, 
that should be their cradle. We never talked about children, but we can. That's do fine. It. This do is it. this is one of the weird things I said we weren't going to do. God. Oh, let's not do that. Do okay. Okay. Let's um, cut that out. Literally. Can you say? Literally. Can you do the um, if you have a kid thing? Uh, what did I say? I think you were going to say like if you have a kid, you should make sure that you have the ship then and put them in it. Oh yeah. If if you were to have a kid, do it again. I was talking over it. If you were to have a kid, uh-huh. you should totally build one of those oh, that'd be awesome. as a cradle. That would be awesome. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> I, I would have to have... I would make fun that of you kid's, really hard. That kid's mother would have to be the most <laughs> accepting, understanding <laughs> soul. And kind. Good luck. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> we'll see how... I'll keep you updated. But that, Well, let's be aware that might make a strange kid. Yeah, well, that's true, too. <laughs> Um, Especially if it closes and you shut him in it. Oh, I would never. Why not? Because that's it's terrifying. Not, I mean, you want him to get the full Clark Kent experience. <laughs> they have to do it to or a Cal- kid later. Kal-El experience. They have to right? do it to a kid or two later in the series, and I'm just like, oh, this kid must be freaked the fuck out in this like fiberglass death trap, you know? Like <laughs> making that double time. Yeah, right. However they pay. However they pay children. Um, so anyway. Every time this ship shows up, I'm going to make a big deal about it. So just bear with me. I love the design of it. I love that it's kooky. I, I personally it. don't recall getting a very good look at it. You, you don't. <laughs> Not yet. Okay. But in ep- well, I, I won't spoil when the ship comes back. But uh, but it is, I agree. Yeah, I will make cool. a big deal of it. And really, where they find it, I just thought was really interesting. You know, yeah. that whole, like, there's a secret warehouse with all this secret stuff in it. Almost and, their yeah. version of, like, the end of Raiders, you know? Yeah, yeah. On a small scale. Like, yeah. it seemed kind of like a local operation, even there. Totally. Um, but yeah, that was, that was um, cool. And also, you know, he grabs the globe of Earth that changes to another planet, and he says the word Krypton. Why he says Krypton? How he knew that? Uh, is anyone's guess? I can I can only assume um, later in the series it's implied that Kryptonians had a little bit of ESP if they tried. Okay. Or so at least maybe at least their technology does where it can transfer. He can interface with it like that. Okay. Because there's no other there's no other there's explanation of no how that happened. Stickler Ryan on patrol. <laughs> but we don't have to worry about it too much because they're no. gonna get caught. Yeah. And get brought up onto the plane. Into an army airplane. Yeah. I really liked the camo uh, color scheme on that thing. I forgot about Very that. Very cool. On the model of the airplane that's Very flying cool. by. That was totally really cool. Now, uh, here's something. I, I, I hate to, you know, kind of pick on a friend, point out when a friend is wrong to an audience. Do you remember what your guess was for first Lois and Clark kiss? I do remember. Huh? Uh... It was... Was the it the second episode? Is that what you said? No, I didn't oh, no. say oh, the you second didn't. episode. You didn't say the I second episode. Oh, so you were wrong. I was thinking it would be more of a climactic mm. end of season one sort of thing, like to give a little... To keep that hook in everyone's cheek sure. again, to bring them back for season two. But unfortunately, uh, they didn't choose the better way to <laughs> execute that. <laughs> Instead... They had Lois kiss him. Yeah, but you know what? Let's be honest. That was start. a trick question. You knew what you were. You knew what know. you were doing. I that was. Don't mean. like where this is going <laughs> at all. I don't hey, know I'm, what I'm, you're implying. I'm getting a little defensive here. I'm gonna pull back, dial it back. I apologize That's for right. attacking you. I I think you should apologize, because it certainly wasn't a trap that I set. Okay. So that's not... The truth is, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. They kissed in this episode. That's right. However, it wasn't a romantic kiss. No, so it was can not. We make, it was... Can we make the argument, then, that I understood that question as, like, a romantic kiss? So maybe can I get a second chance? I'll allow it. Okay. But Don't tell me if I'm correct or wrong. with caution, counselor. Okay. okay. Thank you. Uh, anyway. So, yeah, we get she, that kiss. She gets knocked out of the plane. He jumps after her in civilian clothes like an idiot. And then soon after is Superman. Yeah, and then there's, yeah, there's, a, there's a bit of a, a plot problem here, which I don't know if you caught, but I bet oh, you I did. did. Oh, I did. Eagle-eyed Albertson right here. Uh-huh. What was it? Um, well, they're tracking both Clark mm-hmm. and Lois the whole mm-hmm. time, 
and using them as bait, there's no way they would like he would jump out of the plane and they would stop tracking him. They would look away not, for a second. Yeah, and go, like hey, look, oh, Clark's gone, but now Superman's here, right like, where he was. That didn't quite land land for me. Un- unless they didn't see, they think they didn't see Superman coming, and they just assume no, they had him in sights. They did. I was gonna say. About it. I was gonna say they just assumed that Superman has Clark too and yeah. Lois. But they actually have eyes on soups, don't they? They, they do. They Shit. do. Um, but that's okay, because we get the first view of his ballerina style. Yes, this is the Danskin uh, Superman. Superman suit, which yes. is a lot of fun, I have yeah. to say. Danskin I, Superman and terrible cape. Oh, yeah. He oh, has the, the cape. Thor style yes. uh, forward button uh, cape, which, yeah, you pointed out to me uh, when we were talking about it earlier today. And yeah, I'm not a. Can't say I'm a fan. It made me laugh out loud when I yeah, saw no, it. Yeah, no, it's like, not that good. Looks a little girly. And I think it's around for the next episode too. But like, that's I, uh, they'll get there quick. Yeah, yeah. With by the end of you know, by the next, I I would assume I haven't rewatched them all in order in a while. I'd assume by like season or episode five or six, we've got our suit. Okay. pretty much. I've seen photos of that suit at this point. And yeah, yeah. It looks it looks a little more practical. Yeah. And yeah, this one's just a little silly. Um, like, what can you do? The the S is about right. It's just far too down. He's he's shown it's a lot the, of cleavage. It's just the, he's shown his collarbones. Yeah, like check out these collarbones and these mantis. Like, I I'm sorry, listeners, that you can't see Ryan pull down his Star Wars shirt and you to try see, to show his collarbones. Yeah, but all I'm really showing you is my like nine chest hairs. Yeah, and your farmer's tan. It's well, fine. it's more like twelve now. I'm getting. Hey, I'm congratulations! Growing, I'm growing up. It happens. It happens to all young boys your mm-hmm. age. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, super save. That's the only super save in this episode because we only yeah. get like it's very minimal Superman. Two minutes of Superman, yeah. In which is cool in a way because it's heavily a Clark episode. Yes. Um, and it's in a way classic Superman lore. Uh huh. Primarily, however, Superman's in it for three minutes, yeah. four minutes maximum, maybe five if you Dude, count the last. I think it kind of shows where their focus is in the first season. Where right. it's it's not on Superman. No, it's at it's all on the title. Though the titular character. The next episode is is basically a Superman and Lex story. Cool. I'm looking forward to one of those. With with Lois, of course, in the mix. But like, yeah. it's Primarily. it's interesting that they went to that because that almost feels like maybe that was a note too. Although that was one o two. I'm very confused. At this yeah. Point. Well, maybe I mean maybe that's why they switched it. Is they were like, look, this isn't. We don't want to start with one o two. One o two being the Lex Luthor being the Superman of it. Yeah. The Superman episode. We don't want to give people the wrong idea and make them think this is what the that's show is going to be. That's so a good let's point. give them this because it's more like that'll. It'll be interesting now to watch one o three and know that it was one o two. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you shared that with me. And see I, how I, it holds I up. Always nerd out on like. The, the, like the show running yeah. aspect of things it's so fast weird stuff like that yeah I really enjoy that um, but anyway missile save he throws the missile up into space or he, he turns it around at least it blows up but he's fine um, and, they go uh, back and this is this is when we get the just the the sky shots of him are just oh yeah fun some fun classic I keep saying classic I want to shoot myself in the face um, just take it in I'll cut it out <laughs> Um, do the um, this the sky shot maybe. yeah so we get these sky shots you know where we we see the lines around him and and he's, <laughs> he's throwing a, a clearly plastic missile which like brings me back to the charm of the show yeah I know what I'm in for I know that's the kind of understand thing that it's I'm not gonna, gonna get, get much better than that yeah and and it, it I almost expected and I was I was satisfied by that I it's so stupid that feels like Superman to me. Like, you know, like, I see that. And like, like, the yes. sky moving behind no. him and him kind of standing in the air, uh-huh. it seems. A little bit. <laughs> like, probably it. just on one leg balancing when somebody else is, like, holding his waist from behind. Yeah. When he, yeah. You know, like. <laughs> but I love, uh, like, I, I see this show and that he is my Superman. Yeah. Team King. Where, like, I've gone through a couple Batmans in my life. I, I bet Ben Affleck's going to steal live-action Batman. It's quite me. possible. But. And I don't, you know. Don't want to make any assumptions. No, but and there's there's elements of everybody's Batman, well, except Clooney, that I like. But Dean Cain is Superman to me, and nice. that means a lot. Like the idea that this guy is flying out there in that world is so like enlightening, I guess, or like comforting to me. 
just the idea of him. Like, I'm not a very religious person. Yeah. But I get why people are all about messiahs and stuff. Yeah. Because the the temptation of living in a world where Superman exists is amazing to me. Uh, yeah, that would be soothing. It would be soothing. Exactly. You wouldn't have this, uh, you know, looming fear of things uh-huh. going wrong all the time. And, it, and it, it'd be an active savior, too. Where, like, yeah. if you're in a bad enough jam and he's available, he's got he'll be back. there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's alluring. That would be an interesting world. We we I got deep with that. I'm sorry. Superman means a lot to me, even though even Batman is still. I think that's fascinating. I think it's yeah, really interesting. But I was born and raised in Gotham, but but Superman, Superman's important. Yeah, I in mean, a lot of ways. I I mean I at least your stuff is close to this world. All my stuff is <laughs> in a galaxy far far away. That's true. Um, which makes things a little less possible. That's okay. You can follow us on our new podcast, Star Wars. Did. Star Wars vs. Superman. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> I'd love to see that in the, even just like a convention sketch or something. That like would be pretty funny. Superman up against Obi-Wan or something. That'd be cool. Oh, that sucks because Superman's going to win. Yeah, yeah. It disappoints It's me. okay. But it's Superman okay. versus Flippy Yoda. Oh, he could take... Well, you think Flippy Yoda would win? I don't know. I don't want to talk about Flippy Yoda. Okay. I, I'm immediately disgruntled <laughs> having... Remember that he exists. Well, well, let's finish up the episode, and then we'll deal with your flippy Yoda okay, ideas. So, um, they go back to Beery 39. They bring Perry along, because apparently the editor-in-chief of the Daily Planet comes to these sort of things every he once in a while. He, he, uh, he also calls them the, uh, you two are the best. Which, I'm like, you've known this motherfucker for like a week. Yeah. You know, like... Hey, but he did give him kava leaves. That's true. And cured that's his stress, true. it seems. Because he didn't mention the stress this episode. Now... Here's something I just thought of. It bothered me, and I forgot to mention it at the beginning of the episode. They come in, Bureau 39 comes into the planet, and instantly is like, Lois Lane, Clark Kent, you know the most about Superman, let's talk. Yeah. Nobody, Clark Kent has had no interaction with Superman. No. Whatsoever. He hasn't. So it's ludicrous that they would do it. So now I'm thinking, because I don't remember, (laughs) does he have interactions with Superman in 103, in quotes. Oh, that we didn't that, see. That would have... Or yes. is it... Or is it... Do we retcon it and say, like, well, it's because Lois Lane is his partner. She probably told him stuff. That, I mean, that's maybe as good as you can do as far as retconning yeah. goes. Yeah, that is kind of a disappointing realization. Because um, yeah, in, in, in the pilot... Uh-huh. Yeah, only only he Lois shows up. Interac- he eats a ball. Obviously, Clark never interacts with him. No, obviously. But later in in like in a lot of permutations of Superman, the world at large and Lois, when she doesn't know stuff, thinks that Clark is as tight with Superman as she is. Okay, okay. You know because he knows he kind of has to be like every once in a while he shows up. And they're like, oh my god, you'll never know what Superman just told me. Like, oh, actually, he caught me on the way in. So, like, yeah, he yeah. caught me up to speed. I'm good. You know, like, yeah. just the idea that Clark Kent has secret interactions with Superman yeah. that they never see is it's funny. But it's it's implied in, in an established you know thing later I'm on. Just, I'm tripping out on the whole, like, how do they not know he's Superman? Don't, don't, no, it's not worth, do it's no. not worth going into, no, no, no. especially not on this podcast. But I just. I think I thought of a really funny sketch where like he comes out as Superman to everybody and they're just like, duh, we know. We just got your back, man. And he's like, the whole world. Has... Oh, everyone knows. Oh, that it'd, Clark be, Kent was it'd be like playing off the, the thing when like your gay friend comes out and be like, yeah, we know, man. Yeah. We're, it's proud. Okay. we're, we're glad we're proud We accept you. you. It's great. Yeah. That would like be that. funny, actually. And he's kind of like, but I. So I've been like faking it. I, I all thought this time. I thought I was passing so well. Yeah, yeah like I've been wasting so much energy. Like I always ask you to open a can of pickles. You know how many but... suit jackets I've had to replace? <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Would be funny. <laughs> anyway, anyway, again, we'll write all these up and and do one for you live in your own living room. Just call us and, and we'll do it. If um, you pay us, <laughs> we have one more scene in this episode. Let's get through it. Sorry. And it's an important scene. It's the, I'll call it the I spent the night with Superman scene, which is what it was basically in, in the movie. Oh, but this is the interview where right. she's working late, eating her bag of Whoppers, I think. Yeah. I love that she's just like, I'm just throwing them and missing them. Yeah. The cockroaches will get them. Doesn't matter. People clean the planet. It's mm-hmm, fine. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and then he comes in and says, you've been looking for me? And she says, all my life. And I love that. And like, then it's back to the, I don't know, the, the kind of romantic comedy of it. The, the yeah, sleepless in yeah. Seattle of this movie. Sure, yeah. And I love it. Though he's a little... He's a little, he's a little weird in this scene. He's just yeah. a little doofy. And I think that might just be a Dean Cain thing. Um, I, th- I well, I honestly, I think you know, like Lois is right there, is there from the start. We've been talking about this. Perry's there. Jimmy says it's there. Is it ever going to be? Um, Clark is there. Yeah. I don't think Superman's there yet. Yeah, he's which seen... tracks though because Superman he only just invented this. It's br- he's brand new. You know. Um, he but even knowing that he is also Clark mm-hmm. Kent, I feel like he'd be a little less like. Uh, Oh, okay. That yeah. Do do that. The truth and justice. Truth thing. and justice. Though um, he's a little he's a little more timid than I'd expect. But in all honesty, that might be nothing more than a taste thing. It's not that there's a sure. flaw there. I never got timid. I just got like you're weirdly removed right now, and yeah. you as Superman are going to have a relationship with this woman for better or worse. Yeah. Yeah. So it's weird that they start off like that. Honestly, but... like no offense to Dean Kane. I know you. This is your first big role. I, I think it was probably just a performance issue, you know? I assume he falls into it better. Well, look, you can't blame the guy. The guy is wearing the Danskin Superman's One. suit. He's got big clawed cape around him. Two. And yeah, he's thrown into this. Yeah, but, he, he's done one other episode of this, almost a movie, mm-hmm. like a pilot, and he's done a guest role on And again, the, the emphasis at this point in the series is not on Superman. It really isn't. And so for them to have not focused a lot of energy into that and getting that right, you can't say we, I'm surprised Which is man. partly where the creator, Deborah Joy Levine, leaves at the end of season one. And the show gets a little, like, not, it's not like it becomes alias or anything. Yeah. A little more action-oriented, okay. a little more focused on, well... Make sure Superman has something. Like, we've got three leads in this show. Yeah, make sure he's got something to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which which is clearly just not... No no knock against it. Not what she was interested in. Right, she was right. interested in the love story yeah. of a guy who also has to do this. Yeah, which world. definitely comes out. And, and you know, it, it was a good scene. I think it was well written and, and whatnot. Yeah, um, it I just, like it too. I think Dean Cain just had not found it yet. Yeah. We'll, and I don't know when he will. And I'll, he, get, I'll, oh, I'll he gets there. I'll be looking. He gets there. Like, I, I don't remember him ever being weird. particularly bad or okay. weird okay. with Superman. So maybe like, it was just that scene. It comes off, and it, it, I think it's just, like, he has to, he loosens up a little bit. He's Good. just, he's Good. almost a little too military or, like, like, state cop here. <laughs> that's, that's Where it's good, just, yeah. like, he lets Superman have a personality eventually. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I mean, As you would. You know, but he, yeah, even then, I mean, maybe that was what they were going for, was for him to be like, I'm not really sure how I should act. It's not like he can be Clark Kent. No. So. And it's not like here, too, that Clark Kent, we, we talked about this a bit, but it's not like here, too, that Clark Kent is the disguise, and Clark Kent is the Chris Reeve Clark, Clark Kent, where he's just dopey and like, oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Miss yeah. Lane, or whatever. That's just he's who, a person. That's who he is. Yeah, so yeah. he has to... He has to come up with a different characterization, and obviously Superman's not going to be. Oh, boop, boop, boop. Yeah. So he's got to be. He like, almost ups it to, yes, Miss Lane, yeah, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. True. Yeah. Good points. It's it's funny to me that uh, she came up with his truth and justice. Uh, line. Yeah, it's a nice spin on that. Is that uh, is that how it is traditionally, or that she comes up with that? Yeah. Um. No, I think Chris Reeve says, "I stand for truth, justice." Cool. He might even say American way. I don't remember. Nice. Um, but it's a nice spin on like, yeah, this Clark didn't really come up with that. So yeah, he's, that's fine. That's the least of his concerns. You named me. Yeah. Call me that. It's fine. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Yeah, he's not really looking for his his tagline no, yet. He's like, I'm just trying to save people. All the same. I liked it. I liked that it, it kind of establishes... Lois's infatuation with him as Superman a little bit more. Yeah, and how intense it is. She's very much like yeah, she's, head over heels. She's all about it. She loves it. Because like we talked about, like she's she pursues the the extreme, the extraordinary. Right. So the and this guy is obviously the clearest, the most extraordinary you could possibly get. Definitely. He's he's the only one that seems to be able to keep up with her, in a way. You know? Only one for now. We'll see what happens in the next couple episodes. Bum, bum, bum. 
but that that's the episode. And I was looking online. Uh, folks, if you haven't seen this website, Superman homepage is awesome. They review and have articles on like everything Superman from like Smallville to the super pup pilot, which if you don't know about that, Google it. I'll show you pictures after this because it's terrifying. Sounds wonderful. Um, but they they <laughs> did reviews. I think of I think of every episode of this show. Yeah, I think so. Um, I yeah I actually stumbled on a, a spoiler there. So right. Don't if if you go on there and you're watching <laughs> the show uh, fresh. with me fresh, uh, make sure you click click on the reviews section and not just the episodes or or show description section because they get straight to it. <laughs> this it's is very, no Netflix synopsis. Very They're quick, into it. season long synopses in like four or five oh, sentences. Yeah. And you know, I I I toyed with the idea of um, we we've got to get you the seasons. You know, you're yeah. borrowing a season one right now. Yeah, yeah. But we're going to have to get you the season. And I was looking in the back of season three, and I'm like, shit, I'm going to have to redact this whole thing. You know? like, <laughs> I can't let him have this. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't, uh, don't give it to me or anything like that. I'll, I'll use the copy of one I have for now. And yeah, and then we'll see where we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I was just looking at it, and I just saw the pack, and I'm like, I'll, I'll oh, be sure to, no. I'll be sure to avoid it. Uh, so yeah, so don't go over to that book bookshelf there and okay. flip through the seasons. Uh, but they gave this episode a three out of five there, okay. which I feel cheats it a little bit. Honestly, when we first spoke about it, I was a little more positive about it, I think, because I was kind of buzzing off of the conspiracy, uh, sure. uh, Project Blue Book, all that you stuff. You like the Blue really, Book. I really like that stuff. Um, but ultimately, having discussed it and let it brood a little more... I think it's pretty accurate. I maybe would have even given it a three out of five stars. Really? Because yeah. of plot holes and There's whatnot? The, the plot holes really bother me. Uh, generally, in, in reality, not... We'll see if this is if this is going to be the plot hole out with Ryan Albertson or not. Uh, <laughs> that would be a good segment, actually. <laughs> yeah. Why, I'm down. Um, but yeah, because of those, you know, and those are things I just personally can't forgive. Right. Um, I, I'd say it's fair. Okay. Personally. We're, uh, side note, we were talking about my favorite episode last time, the time travel episode oh, that we're wow. going to get to. I can't wait. And you said how much you hate in Back to the Future when he's like disappearing Dis- in front of his eyes. And I completely forgot that they steal that gag directly. Oh, God. Like, well, you left, and I was cleaning up that night, and I'm like, oh, shit, they do that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the time travel is a really hard thing to address, especially in writing, because it's obviously, it's, it's a paradox and that causes really specific problems, and people... Create... It's a paradox that we don't know how to deal with yeah, in reality, ex- ex- so... exactly, and so people create uh, what they think would, would make sense, and that's fun, and I appreciate that, but there's also, um, like, lots of logical writings on, like, how time travel would have to work, and it's legitimate, like, it's legitimate, <laughs> it's just logic, and, and, and it eliminates a lot of the kind of standard boilerplate time I, travel stories. When we get to season two, I would like for you to prepare a dissertation on that. Okay. Because I would honestly like to hear that before we do the time travel episode. Okay, okay, I can, I'll, I'll throw a little something together. Rem- yeah. Remember, I, I'm not very, I'm not that intelligent <laughs> <laughs> as, as, as talking about metaphysics uh, seems to imply. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's something I really enjoy. Sure. So yeah, I'll totally nerd out on it, for um, sure. For, for me, I would go a little higher on this episode. I pro- I'd probably give it a four. Okay. Obviously, like, you know, I, I watch the show as much for Lois and Clark as I do for Superman, and there wasn't much Superman in this. Yeah. But I liked it. I liked the conspiracy stuff it sets up. I like how they introduce the ship and the Krypton of it all. You know, like, I genuinely like that. And looking cool. back at the Kents and seeing how they dealt with it. Although, you're right, this the way they dealt with it in this is fucking baffling. But, it's what it is. Like I said, the all the emotional through the emotional through lines and the arcs of all the characters were solid. It was just those those small little plot issues that yeah, bothered me. That but, threw but yeah, I, I, otherwise it was great. Yeah, cool. Um, so let's let's go through the love triangle built for two. Is this a good episode for Lois? Um, it's, she was kind of, not, not really. She was sidekicky. Um, she didn't seem to really be driving things. Um, but you know, I if suppose that's true. nothing really goes that wrong for her, it's, no. I would say. Though I don't know, did she, f- I don't remember who found the leads for the different government guys. 
and whatnot. Uh, it seemed well. I don't know if they really I think, told us all I think that much she, except for the Trask lead yeah, you're right. in the photo, which was uh, Clark. I think she, for the most part, was mostly driving that the, their investigation. Yeah, true, true. Because she wasn't flying off to fucking Smallville mm-hmm. to go do stuff. She stuck around. When, and as soon as Clark finds out that like Smallville's involved, he takes it over. Completely, yeah, that's completely, true. Or at least, completely. you know. At least on screen. Yeah, that, yeah. that she, makes sense. What, what kind of work she was doing in between scenes... Um, we'll never know. We'll never know. But, you know, as a stickler, sure. to me it's irrelevant. That makes sense. <laughs> if it's not there, it's not there. So, so the second one, a good episode for Clark. Yeah, it, this is a very Clark-centric episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and gives him, like, you feel bad for the guy. He's 20-whatever years old and he still doesn't know. Doesn't, he just learned he was an alien. Yeah, doesn't really fully understand who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, his, his parents probably made up some weird excuse about why he could lift cars, probably involving... Uh, eating vegetables. I was going to say corn. Yeah, yeah something like that. <laughs> yeah, probably corn since they're in Kansas. Um, and, yeah, so so yeah, I'd say this Clark is on top of this one. Yeah. You get a little soup at the end there. Yeah, well, that brings us to our, our third lead. Not a great episode for Superman. No, I, well, I'd, I'd argue against that, personally. I mean, because <laughs> all of the... Well, no, I, I mean... He's I, more I have, a function of the... Except for the last, you know, the interview scene. Yeah. He's a function of the plot in this episode. Yeah, exactly. So so his he doesn't have, like, an arc of any kind. Right. But he does, in a way, drive the plot. But not technically, because Clark Kent is the alien, and Superman is the alias that the alien comes up with. So it's it's it's, it's a Clark episode. Yeah, I, I with agree. With a, a, a peppering of Superman. When necessary. Yeah. Um, but all in all, I think it's a pretty good episode. I think it's a solid one. Whether they produced it second or not, I think it's a solid, you know, successor to the yeah to the pilot. It was good, and you know, it, it, I I assume it's giving us a taste of what we're in for. Uh-huh. Um, I was satisfied because we got a little bit of every character. Yeah, all the totally all the primary players. Yeah, everybody was was well served. Even yeah. you know, which was cool. even Lucy, who is going to disappear soon. Oh, bummer! <laughs> Don't get too attached to Super. Oh, now Lucy. I like her suddenly. Now I know. she's leaving. <laughs> um, Weird how that works. Not leaving. Disappear. Okay. <laughs> Just completely dropped. So that'll, that'll appear in one of my segments so, later down yeah. the road, I'm sure. Enjoy her in the next episode, because that's her swan song. I wonder what she did. Who knows? Maybe she got She might have just gotten... It might have just been too expensive to leave her alone. Yeah. Who knows? Because it's a pretty big cast. Yeah, they have what? Two days <laughs> late. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> You've been moving boxes all day. It's fine. Well, okay. Um, Today was a long day. Terry and Dean. Lane, who is Perry, and whoever plays Jimmy. I forget the guy's name right now. Uh-huh. The Kents. Kents. Lex. Cat. Le- oh, we didn't have any Lex this episode. No Lex in this episode. Yeah. But you'll get your mm-hmm. you'll get your Lex fix next yeah. time. That, plus, but that's eight characters in the credits. Yeah, and plus we had a... a a pretty good guest starring, uh-huh. pretty sizable guest starring uh, role in this episode. Meaty, yeah, yeah, and two, um, and two other kind of guest roles. Mm-hmm. Um, that had that so yeah, especially with with a cast of eight, and knowing that they were trying to do pretty extensive special effects for the day, maybe that's why Lucy got Lucy got shit canned. Could be, um, but anyway. I really enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Now that we have a name, uh, we also have a Twitter and a Gmail account, which is very exciting. Uh, So you can tweet at us at at Lois and Clark, uh, and you can email us at loisandclark at gmail.com. If you like us, if you don't like us, whatever, let us know. Um, We know you will. Yeah, I'm at Matt Truex on Twitter. You... I'm not on Twitter. You're not on Twitter? No. Well, I mean, I'm on Twitter, but I don't check You don't use it. Okay. I'll use it eventually. So if you want to get to Ryan, use the Gmail or tweet at Lois and Clark, and we'll both read it. Yeah. And, yeah, we're really excited, and uh, uh, please feel free to to reach out. Oh, just to clarify, the Clark in the title, is it just C-L-A-R-K-D? No possibly? Yes, for the Gmail and for the... Um, cool. For the Twitter, yes. It's easy. No apostrophe. In no the apostrophe. Gmail or the Twitter. And not an ampersand. A-N-D. Okay. Spelled so out. Entirely. That's easy. Um, but yeah, 
So reach out to us. Let us know what you think. Um, and we'll see you yeah, in episode we'll 103 slash 102, whatever we yeah, decide I'm, to I'm call excited, it. I'm excited to see what that's about because we might be able to at least get slightly closer to the bottom of things. So yeah, thank you for listening. And join us next week uh, for the episode 103 or 102, whatever we decide to call it, <laughs> uh, Never Ending Battle. Uh, which uh, the synopsis is, to test just how strong and fast Superman is, Lex Luthor masterminds a series of emergencies around Metropolis to assess the Man of Steel in action. I'm excited. So, probably going to be a pretty good Superman episode. Yeah, that sounds like a soup-heavy episode. Uh Sounds like it'll be fun. I'm excited to see Lex again. Yeah, and actually in Lex mode when he has an adversary to to aim at. I'm trying to build a privately owned space station <laughs> I made a hologram what more do you people want yeah. oh, that hologram was impressive I never, we never got we to did, that we didn't we talk about that hologram that. yeah that is cool yeah. Uh, but anyway uh, for Lois and Clarks I'm Matt Truex I'm Ryan Albertson folk off everybody we'll see you next time oh.